It is great to be in the house of God this Wednesday night. I hope you're as uh, excited as I am. I was, I was reading through this sermon and I, I was excited what God was putting together. As the Spirit was, was helping me through this. Amen. And so I do believe God is going to minister, minister this evening. And so let's get ready to, to dive into God's word. And we're going to be reading out of the book of Mark. Chapter 4, verses 21 to 25. Mark chapter 4, verses 21 to 25. I want to preach a sermon this evening that I have entitled, The Light. I I didn't go with the typical three-point sermon, so uh, you're going to have to bear with me as we get through this. But I do believe God is going to help us this evening. Amen. Darkness... For many kids, and even some adults, it's frightening. If you were in the middle of the woods at night, listening to the owls hoo and the coyotes howl, one thing that you might want to have to bring a little comfort would be some light. This light would give you the confidence to maneuver a little bit better in the darkness. This light would expose things that you were not able to see before. We know the very first thing God spoke in Genesis was, let there be light. This shows us that light is something that is important. Light is mentioned in the Bible over 270 times and over 235 verses uh, mention light. If God has mentioned a word this many times, it is something we probably should pay attention to. A young girl once consulted with her minister. I cannot stick it out any longer, she said. I am the only Christian in the factory where I work. I get nothing but taunts and snares. It is more than I can stand. I am going to resign. Will you tell me, asked the minister, where are lights placed? What has that to do with it? The young Christian asked him rather bluntly. Never mind. The minister replied, answer my question. Where are lights placed? I suppose in dark places, she replied. Yes. And that is why you have been put in that factory where there is such spiritual darkness, where there is no other Christians to shine for the Lord. The young Christian realized for the first time The opportunity that was hers, she felt she could not fail God by allowing her light to go out. She went back to the factory with renewed determination to let her light shine in the dark corner. Before long, she was the means of leading nine other girls to the Lord. Many times we are surrounded by darkness and we can easily forget our purpose. But I am here to tell you that as light in the midst of the darkness, uh, you have purpose this evening. This evening in our text, we're going to be reading from 
It gives us a small glimpse of God plan for us as we're to be light in the midst of the darkness. Amen. In Mark chapter four, verses 21 to 25. Read with me as we as we read through this verse. Jesus speaking. Also, he said to them. Is a lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed? Is it not to be set on a lampstand? For there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret, but that it should come to light. If anyone has ear to hear, let him hear. Then he said to them, take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. For whoever has, to him more will be given. But whoever does not have even what he has will be taken away from him. Amen. Let us pray this evening. Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Savior, I want to thank you, God, for this evening and all that you are preparing to do, Lord God, I I come as a servant, as a one desiring God that your word will go forth this evening and begin to help your people in this place. I'm praying right now, God, as, as we are called to be light in the midst of the darkness, that you will begin to help us. Help us to be that light that you're desiring us to be, oh God. Begin to encamp a flame in our hearts, a burning zeal and a passion to do your will. I thank you, my God, for your grace and your mercy. We lift you up this day and we give you all the glory, all the honor. We pray this evening in Jesus Christ's name and all God's people said, amen. Amen. Praise God. Using light with purpose. The Bible gives us an understanding that there is a proper manner to using light. It is foolish to have light and not use it when needed. It is just as foolish to have the answer to help someone and not to do so. In our text, Jesus asks a question in verse 21. Is a lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed? Is it not to be set on a lampstand? The job of this lampstand is to illuminate. Not to be covered up just recently. There has been reports of journalists, American journalists who have been killed in Ukraine. Some may say that they are crazy for being over there during this time of war. But these these journalists, they died because they felt it was their job to publish the truth, to make known to the world what was going on in Ukraine. This was their job as it is to a lamp stand to hold light, to declare, to illuminate, to reveal. The problem this evening is the basket. Where it is possible to have light, as many of us in this room would say we do. But instead of letting light do what it's supposed to, you can begin to take this light and begin to suppress it, covering it up. The question this evening is, what are you allowing to become your basket? That in which you have allowed to cover up your light. 
It doesn't necessarily have to be sinned, but it is something that can be holding you back. It can be fear. Afraid of what could happen if you were to be the light in the midst of the darkness. It can, it can even be insecurity. We know when light is placed in darkness, it is something that is noticed. People will take uh, uh, observation of it. They are able to tell that it is there. It can be ignorance. Where you don't truly understand are not aware of the impact you should be making. Whatever it is, you figure it out. It is causing you to be at your is causing you not to be at your full potential. This is dangerous. Because it can feel like you're okay. Because there is light that is creeping through the small holes of the basket. If you, if you know the basket that are, are woven together, that they have the little small holes through them. And when you cover it up with the light, the light can still creep through a little bit. And because it's not complete darkness, you can feel like you're okay. But this is not the way God has called us to begin to live our lives. Hiding our light. There was a man who who hid over 200 and I mean 2,500 pounds of mail. This mail had a destination, but because it was hidden, the intended recipient never got it. That can be a picture of us hiding what God is telling us to shine. This evening, God wants to encourage you to be a light that you might begin to shine that you might begin to have an anthem. This little light of mine, I am going to let it shine in order to be able to be the light in which God wants us to be. We're going to have to get a better understanding of the power of this light. When Elohim said, let there be light, what the world describes as a big bang. Light proceeded forth out of, out of the mouth of God, traveling at speeds that our mind cannot even comprehend, changing the dynamic of the world for, forever. Let there be light, a bang, as they would say, transform the world. But not to stop there. God will use light to show the power and the need for it. In many other instances. In Exodus chapter 3 verses 2. It says, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from a mist of a bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Wait a minute, pastor, that's just fire. That's not light. This thing was illuminating from a bush and was not consumed. This bush was on fire, which caught Moses' attention. Listen, light have the, pile, the power to cause people to be drawn to it. 
In Exodus chapter 13, verses 21. It says, and the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. So as to go by day and night, they were able to travel by day and night because in the nighttime they would have a fire. In Psalms chapter 119 verses 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Listen, light is a guide. In which helps us to see. It helps us to, to see the best way in the midst of the darkness. You ever found yourself in a place in life. Not sure of what to do. Not sure of where to go. Right here. Light can begin to, to place you on the right path. Where you're having the, the questions inside of your mind. Unsure. Helping you to see the children of Israel were on this journey and they were not sure where they were going. But they had this light that was burning, that was guiding and directing their path. Here it is, Moses. Moses is stuck in a place in life, but this light gets his attention. He's stuck on the backside of the desert for all these years. But one light began to shine and begin to reveal to him uh, the plan in which God was, was, was wanting to use his life for. He was able to step into the destiny in which God uh, was going to use him for because of the light that began to shine forth. Some of us out there. We don't know what God is asking of us. If you be honest, you're, you're, you're a bit confused at God's plan for your life. We are not sure what or where we should be right now. But what you need to do is ask God for the revealing light. That light that can begin to illuminate your path. And it just said in some, God, your word shall be a light unto my path. Letting me know which way I should go, Lord. I remember for myself. I've used and I've spoken about this before. Two accounts. Here I am. I'm in a place where. I'm, I'm, I'm slightly traveling in darkness where my heart is beginning to drift away from the things of God. And here I am, I'm standing at an altar after the pastor had preached. It was a room of about 15 people inside of the church. A small setting just like this. And as this man is preaching, um, not knowing anything about what is going on in my life, uh, as he's making his altar call, the light begins to shine in a directing, directing path of me as he comes over to me. And he begins to give me this word, uh, not knowing anything that is going on in my life, not having a clue. But he began to say, God wants you to step out. Wants you to begin to go into a place. 
But things aren't going to begin to happen until you put your feet into the water. This revealing light began to help me as God began to minister to my spirit, began to give me understanding of his plan and his, and his calling for my life. These steps in which I took then began to line my life up with the path, with the plan God was having for me. But that light at that moment was a light unto my path. Let me ask you, is God leading your path? Are you making decisions out of the will of man, out of the will of flesh? Or are you making a, 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 your will and your desires because of the Holy Spirit and the desires of the Spirit at work in your life? Now turn with me unto the book of Acts. I'm not going to hold you long this evening. God gave me this word and I do believe that it is in season. God is wanting to speak to your heart tonight. You have to catch this because in this is a revealing plan of God's God's plan. His desire to use your life. God wants us to be light. In Acts chapter two, verses one through four. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all upon one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And then there appeared unto them divided tongues set as a fire. And one set upon each of them. And as they were all there with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. As you see, it's as a fire. Here we see again this illuminating, this illuminating principle, this this revealing light. I'm here to let you know the Holy Spirit being the, the indwelling presence of God. Jesus Christ came to this earth uh, and he walked, uh, but Jesus Christ could not be in all places at once. Jesus Christ was among the disciples, but he said, I must go uh, that the one who comes after me, he would be able to do things inside of you. He told them to go up into the upper room and that is where they were waiting. And this is when this fire came down. The Holy Spirit, the indwelling presence of God. We have to understand that this body of ours, this body is a temple. A temple that is not even our own. If you are a child of God in this place, then your body is not your own. It is a temple of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19, it reads, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? So many people, they think that they can do whatever they want to do. So many people think that they can go wherever they want to go. But inside of our text right there, it begins to reveal that your body is not your own, but it is a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit to begin to to live, to begin to, 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 to make changes inside of your life. 
picture the Holy Spirit now. As you receive the Holy Spirit, none of us in here were, were, were perfect beings and we still aren't perfect. But as the Holy Spirit comes into your heart, now picture him walking through the temple. He began to notice some areas in your life uh, that are dark. He began to see these areas that where, the, where this darkness is, is, is dwelling and him being light himself. Uh, that fire that we saw, him beginning to come into these areas and begin to light this up. This is where the conviction of the Holy Spirit began to come from. Him letting you know, hey, hey you can't keep watching that. Hey, you can't go to that place. We're going to have to move some things around inside of here. Holy Spirit begin to clean house. Holy Spirit begin to cause you to make changes uh, that while you were in the world that you couldn't do. But as the Holy Spirit come in where you once had a filthy mouth, he began to say, I'm going to remove these things out. Where you had this defiled way of thinking. He said, no, no, we can't keep doing it like this. He began to illuminate. Begin to change your very insides. Your desires begin to change. You no longer are desiring to go out to the club and go out and party like you used to. You no longer desiring to go out and get drunk and sleep around like you used to. Because now the Holy Spirit is inside of you. And he is at work changing and rearranging some things inside of your life. This is a picture of light coming inside of what is dark. And beginning to go to work. Because how many know that light and darkness don't have fellowship together? Oh, did I say something wrong? How many know that light and darkness do not have fellowship together? In 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 14 and 15, it says, do not be. Unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? Right there, people begin to, no, nah, man, you, 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 getting, you getting too righteous on me. Oh, you're doing too much, man. That, that, that really ain't, ain't, ain't what, what, what the Bible says. Man, Jesus sat with sinners. You have to begin to, to take things into context. Jesus was there on a mission to begin to change the life of those in which he encountered. But many of you, many of you begin to sit down with unbelievers in fellowship, uh, just laughing, hee-heeing and ha ha uh, with no desire to, to begin to impart spiritual truth into their life. This is, this is a picture of those that have taken a, a basket and they have covered their light up. Not to fully illuminate the room, not to draw too much attention. If I step into a dark room and I turn on the light, the darkness will immediately say, I am out of here. Adios, peace. I can't be here because the light is here. And the same thing we saw in the beginning when God was, was spirit was hovering over the face of the deep. Immediately when God said, let there be light. 
things begin to change. Things happen when light step on the scene. Now I know I went on a long journey around to bring you to this point. The Holy Spirit is the light in us, illuminating and helping us to be a light inside of this world. Our job is to be led by the Spirit, which will allow our light to shine brightly. As we are obedient unto the Spirit of God, we are our light in the midst of the darkness. As we listen to him, our light will shine bright and people will take notice and be drawn. You know how you see them, them buds out there in the middle of the night? You see that, that, that light is up there. Uh, those buds begin to flock around that light. Uh, everywhere, everywhere, they got all those woods they can go to. But instead of going and flying around out there in the darkness, they, they want to come and surround themselves with that light. Uh, that is what happened. Uh, when you allow yourself to be obedient unto the spirit of God, uh, when you allow yourself to, to be led by the spirit, uh, this, this fire inside of you begin to illuminate. Uh, people begin to look and say, man, uh, it is something different about that brother. Man, it is something different about that sister. I can tell you what it is. It is the light. It is the Holy Spirit inside of me. And I'm being obedient to God and it is shining. It is drawing people. That means as the Spirit of God instructs you to do some things like praying, that means you need to pray. As he instructs you to do some things like uh, reading the word of God, uh, that means that you need to read. Or even witnessing, uh, that means that you probably should get up uh, and go out and begin to tell some people about God. Uh, because what this is doing, uh, it's not to the benefit of the Holy Spirit, uh, but this is to your benefit. Uh, this is so that the light inside of you begin to shine brighter. But the thing is, when we don't allow the spirit to lead us because of whatever that basket was we mentioned earlier, whatever it is, whatever your basket is, when you don't allow the spirit to lead you and, and, and you're being covered up, you're not bringing that bright light. There is a danger. The thing is, the danger is the light begin to come less. And less and less. Your impact in the darkness become less and less to the point you are in darkness. In Matthew's, our text, Matthew chapter 4, verses 24 and 25. One of the things he wants you to take heed to this. Is, listen to what he says. Jesus says, then he said to them, take heed. I'll say it again. He said, take heed what you hear. He's saying, pay attention to these things I'm saying to you. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. For whatever ha for whoever has, to him more will be given. But whoever does not have, even what he has, will be taken away from him. 
What is being said is the one who does not obey. You're hearing what God says. He says, take heed. The one who take heed and listen. That means that they get it. Oh, I understand what he's saying. I'm going to begin to do what he says. What you have. He said. Who does not obey what is being said, what you have will be taken away. You're sitting in this place by the grace of God. You have been trucking along on this journey. But the Bible is telling us here, if you don't begin to allow the light to shine within you, the danger is it can be taken away. It is possible you will find yourself just like the foolish virgins. They were not smart with what they had. And what they had was taken away. In a time when they needed it, they didn't have what they needed to get to their destination, their destiny. The thing is, man, we, we're on this journey. And we're standing in a world that is filled with darkness. You can look around at the news today. You see them uh, parading these, these homosexual ideals. You see them parading the abortion. You see them pointing to all these different directions. You're even seeing a man over there that's bombing innocent people with his own cause and his own desire. Many people's hearts are waxing cold. This is the picture of a dark world. A world that is without love. A world that is without hope if they do not turn to Jesus Christ. But the thing is, in the midst of all that darkness, God has lit, lit himself some candles. He has lit up some lights that he is asking to begin to, to blaze and to burn. He don't want us to begin to be this, this flame that is trickling, but he wants us to be a fire that is like a torch, a burning zeal and a passion um, that as we look at those that are in darkness, that we will go over and begin to make impact, that the darkness will begin to change. We cannot sit back and do nothing as a world is perishing. As the world is falling into darkness and they're stepping into eternity, even as we speak, uh, many souls are going into eternity, are perishing at this very moment. And we could be sitting there with a basket over us, not doing what we know that we should be doing, letting these souls perish. As I close, I want to read this, this, this one one article. <clears throat> Psychologists tell us that one of the most difficult conditions a person can be forced to is bear is light deprivation, darkness. In fact, it is often used in military captivity or pinnacle institutions to break down an individual's senses of self. Once a, per a person becomes disoriented, once they lose a sense of where they are and what it is that lurks in the darkness around them, where their next crevice or wall or attack may be coming from, 
Once they can no longer feel in control of their physical surrounding, a person loses a sense of self. Every shred of self-confidence shrivels. The giant within them fails and they become whimpered, whimpering prey of the unknown. The natural instinct to be combative, combative is paralyzed by fear. The spirit of resistance weakens. The prisoner becomes more pliable, more submissive, more willing to take direction. It disarms a person. This fall into the sinkhole of sensory deprivation, it can drive them to madness. It is every military known and effective technique. Nothing does more than darkness to isolate us from the sense of human support and understanding. Whether we commonly conscious of it or not, is the human being source of self-dignity. Indeed, darkness separates us from reality. It is disorientate a person from both physically and psychologically. Think about that. Darkness has this effect upon a person that will cause them to become submissive to the one that has placed them in darkness. Think about it. They become to this place where they're even mad inside of their mind. Now, you take that and put that on a spiritual aspect. To the one that placed them in captive to the darkness. We know Satan himself is the prince of darkness. He is the dark ruler of this age. And the thing is, there are so many inside of this world that have been blinded. That are subject and are prey to Satan himself. And they don't know that they're captive. Here we are. We have the answer. We have the light. The Holy Spirit is dwelling inside of you. You have a fire. Let me ask you. Will you be a light in the midst of the darkness this evening? Will you step up? And begin to go forth and, and begin to open the eyes of the blind and give them direction, being that light unto their path, helping them to get up on the same journey with us? Or will you place the basket over your light and allow it to flicker to the point that it is no longer burning, which is a danger? Amen. I want to encourage you. We have to begin to let our light shine in the midst of the darkness. Amen. If I could get every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're sitting in this place before, before anything happens in your life with light, you're in darkness. The very understanding of spiritual things make no sense to you. Me telling you about Jesus Christ and him dying on the cross could, could be completely foreign to you. I want to let you know that God came into this world because he loves you and he cares about you. And he have a plan for your life, a plan away from darkness. If you will reach out your hand this evening and begin to accept the, the hand of our Savior. If you're sitting in this place and you're tired of the way life is going. 
You're sick and tired of all that is transpiring in your life and you would be honest this evening. Sin is destroying your life. You're living in darkness. But I want to let you know there is hope. There was a light that came into the world that men could begin to look upon him, could begin to understand what light is. And as he gave light, those that will receive this light will accept Jesus Christ into their heart. They can be saved. They can be set free. But if you're sitting in here and you say, you know what? I've heard what you said and that is me. I, I want to accept this, this Jesus is what you're speaking about. By the showing of uplifted hand. I want to pray with you this evening. I want to believe God for your salvation. Amen. Throughout this place. Amen. Well, maybe you're inside of this place and you know about the light. You know about the name of Jesus Christ. You've understood the things of the church. You, you, you came to church at a point in time in your life. But to be honest, right now, you don't have that fire burning inside of you. Right now, you to be honest, uh, you're outside of the will of God. In the book of Revelation, God speaks about uh, these names that were written inside of the Lamb's book of life. Uh, but he decides, he blots them out. No longer inside of the Lamb's book of life. He speaks about those in Revelation that he would choose to vomit out his mouth. No longer inside of God. And if that is you inside of this place, I want to I wanna pray with you. If you... You would be honest and say, right now, I don't know that my relationship with God is right. And if I was to die, I don't want to go to that place of outer darkness. But I want to be able to see my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if that is you in this place, by the showing of uplifted hand, I want to pray for you. I want to believe God for your soul. Amen, amen. Moving on to the church. Listen, church. We're living in a time where darkness. Darkness is going to do all it can to overtake you. But I want to let you know, there is no way that darkness can overtake light. It's not possible. You have to begin to let the light within you burn. Begin to feed yourself with the word of God. Begin to get inside of prayer. Begin to fast. Begin to desire more of the things of God. Letting God control and lead your life. These are the things that are going to help you to be the light that you're, you're called to be in the midst of this darkness. Amen. These, these altars are open this evening if you want to come out and pray. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Oh, we bless your name, Lord. Oh, we glorify you, Jesus. We praise your name right now, my God. Oh, you're so wonderful, Jesus Christ, Lord. Oh, there's none like you, Lord. We bless your name this day, my King. Hallelujah, Jesus. Father, you've done so much, God. We need your spirit to help us in this hour, Lord. Oh, to understand the light, the power in which it possesses, oh God. Able to change the very atmosphere in which we're in, oh God. Help us, Lord. Oh, to make impact. Hallelujah, Jesus. 
Oh, Lord, I pray right now and believe unto you, Lord. Lord, all that is going on in our brother's life, oh, God, that you will build him up, God. Oh, that you might be that light unto his path, directing and helping him, God. Father, speak to him and guide him, Lord Jesus. Oh, give him breakthrough in his mind, God. Let not the enemy play, God, with his mind, but give him a sound mind. Help him, Lord, to stand firm in your truth. To walk in the dominion and the authority in which you've called him to build him up. As a mighty weapon in this hour, God, a light in the midst of the darkness. Oh, Lord, a strong tower, God, to be able to do mighty things in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless your name. Oh, we glorify you. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to begin. I want to pray a prayer. I want you guys to repeat this prayer to me. Say, Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your grace and your mercy. Jesus Christ, I understand you are calling me to be a light. I know that I have not been the complete light that I could be. But today, I'm going on record. I'm going to be a light that will shine in the midst of the darkness. I will not cover my light. I will not allow people to dim my light. But I will blaze. I will continue be led by the Holy Spirit. I thank you, God, for what you've done and all you're going to do. We pray this. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Let's give God praise. Hallelujah, Lord God. We bless your name. We give you honor and glory in this place, God. We bless you, Jesus Christ. You are the Son of God and the Prince of Peace, oh God. Oh, you are the light of the world. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord God. Reminding you that we do have a, a movie coming up. Not this Saturday, but the following Saturday. Uh, believe in God for that. Reminding you. We also have outreach coming up this Saturday here at 1030. We're going to go out and we're going to tell people about Jesus Christ. Uh, be excited about what God is going to do in the earth in the midst of all that is going on. God said he will pour out his spirit. And so we're looking forward for that great revival that is to come. And it's an exciting thing. And it's a great time to be serving God. Amen. If I can get Orion to lift his voice and close out in prayer. Lord and Father in heaven, Lord, we do thank you for this time that you've given us to worship you and give you praise. Um, Lord and Father, we just ask that you strengthen the light within us, Lord, that we may um, deliver the light to others. Um, God, we just pray that you keep this uh, filling in our hearts, Lord. And as we begin, we may ponder it. And uh, God, just add it to our lives. And Lord, we just pray that you keep us safe as we depart ways tonight. Lord, and that your uh, glory be, be, be shown in our lives, Lord. In Jesus Christ, Lord, we do pray to you with honor, glory, and praise. Amen. Amen. Amen.